Chapter Four of the Steel Hammer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Carolyn. The Steel Hammer by Louis Ulbach. Translated by Elizabeth Warmly Latimer. Chapter Four. Portrait of a Lady all that evening and all that night a woman lay awake hearing the clocks strike every hour listening to the carriages as they passed down the street growing more and more frightened as her husband did not return not remembering or not willing to remember that it was pretty much the same thing every evening and every night and that for several months gaston de montrey had seldom come home before dawn for it was he who was so anxiously expected by and by we shall know whether jean mortier's wife slept better than the wife of the fast man and gambler madame gabrielle de montrey is thirty she was always pretty but sorrow has made her beautiful a touch of melancholy about her face gives it a grace which will always abide with her her blue eyes that her anxiety has made misty and more soft have a penetrating gentleness and her mouth which has an habitual expression of tender irony uncomplaining resignation quiet courage and sympathy makes every one respect the secrets that her lips will not unfold she is neither a blonde nor a brunette though rather fair than dark if character could be described by colour one might say that hers seemed something between the two it was energetic without violence it could be submissive but it was also firm tall well made never but once having lost for a time that perfection of outline endangered by maternity she has grown slender since she weaned her son gabrielle seemed much younger than her husband though there is really only a difference between them of four years she was his cousin her guardian had been her uncle gaston's father though old monsieur de monterey had promoted his ward's marriage with his son it was not because it was a good match though gabrielle's fortune was much larger than that of her cousin but the guardian being a man of sense and observation had judged rightly of the character of gabriel and had also perceived her growing affection for his son monsieur de monterey did not deceive himself as to gaston he may however have been mistaken as to the amount of influence likely to be exercised over him by his fair cousin because he had early sown in her the virtues that in gaston always withered and had seen in her their increase he fancied she would have more influence over his son than he he had plenty of early misdemeanours to overlook in gaston faults and follies for which the boy's pretty ways always served as an excuse and which long seemed mere boyish pranks to his old father but when these things continued to go on after gaston was twenty they exceedingly disquieted him monsieur de monterey was old and a widower this son was the fruit of a late marriage his mother had died in giving him birth 
was it the enfeebled sap derived from too feeble a father that growing still more feeble in his son's veins was responsible for gaston's little strength in keeping good resolutions for his fancy in giving ear to temptation for his utter indifference to serious things for his lax notions of morality he was thought to be kind-hearted because he was never brutal and yet he could fall into violent passions and the doctors when he was a child had often been afraid of the effects of his frenzies of kicking and biting one day while in company with his son she had asked him with some little mockery about his amusing himself like a girl for a doll of hers with which he was playing at this he became very angry and flung the doll at her head so violently that he made a gaping wound on her temple the scar could still be seen gabriel raised her finger to it sometimes with a sigh and had done so often during the last three years had love entered through that little wound possibly not that the orphan gabriel was one of those women whom it is said are won by ill-treatment but she was one of those born with a maternal instinct who end by becoming mothers in a great degree to their lovers or their husbands as soon as she began to understand that her cousin would always need to be watched over by some one wholly devoted to the task she began to love him dearly even before her uncle upon his deathbed implored her to marry this his grown-up child this playmate of her childhood she had begun to take a mother's care of one who was more an orphan than herself and gaston loved his cousin but he loved her most because he always had loved her because he was weak because he had an instinct to lean on something stronger than himself and because he loved ease and luxury in short because he felt that he gained in every way by having a beautiful elegant young wife whom every one must envy him the first two years especially the first year of their marriage were very happy gaston thought he had gained a price and she who had thought she would be called on for some sacrifices was almost ashamed of being so very happy before her boy was born she used to have long daydreams and when thinking of the little one who ought some day to respect and to esteem his father she thought it might be well to rouse in gaston some manly ambition but she found it impossible gaston did not understand and would not be made to understand ambition it was no use to him he knew he was rich he had no need of government employment to earn a livelihood he hated speculation as to politics politics were all very well for lawyers he hadn't any political opinions at all because of the little de that sign of noble birth that once upon a time had got itself affixed to the name of monterey he thought himself under an obligation to have slightly legitimist tendencies 
which however did not prevent his having intimate associates among men who hovered like butterflies round the imperial court or going sometimes out hunting with very confidential friends of the orleanist princes in the forests belonging to the family his indifference either made him very proud or enabled him to make a mock of enthusiastic people gabriel's maternal prospects which made her so happy and to which she looked forward as likely to unite her still more closely with her husband led on the contrary to his indulging himself in his first absences from home gabriel feeling herself sick cherishing indeed all her sufferings from such a cause but not liking to worry gaston by her indisposition urged him to go out and enjoy himself mother-like she fixed an hour when she hoped for his return she generally indeed prescribed his outgoings and incomings when he came home she expected to be told all about his visits and his amusements and he like a petted boy who loves his mother's compliments and even courts her scoldings since they are sure to be followed by pleasant pardons would tell her everything or nearly everything taking pleasure every time in having some little infraction of the programme to relate gabriel would cry fie and pardon him at once lest displeasure should enlarge the rift between them after her boy was born it was impossible for the young mother who nursed her little baby to keep the big one with her as much as she had done before to find out daily what he did to know exactly all that had interested or occupied him to watch his looks and to see if he were telling truth or falsehood gaston like other lazy men who want to spare themselves the trouble of close reasoning and the bother of being truthful when it costs an effort told fibs on all occasions for no particular reason from no necessity with no bad intention but just from a habit of lying as people in a tete-a-tete gape sometimes when making ready an answer so as to give themselves full command of their faculties gabriel suspected this defect but she became fully aware of it during the first weeks after roger's birth the curtains of her bedchamber were always closed when she asked gaston her usual questions so as to soften the light and keep it from shining too brightly on the cradle she could not look her husband so often in the face her attention was distracted by a little cry which made her break off her string of questions to nurse and tend the other one and she would put off finding out what the big baby had been doing till the morrow of course gaston had to have another chamber the mother who was nursing needed the whole room besides gaston would by no means have put up with being kept awake at hours when wakefulness made the mother proud so he had thenceforward his own chamber very pretty and convenient indeed he had a suite of rooms bedroom sitting-room and dressing-room in the little detached house they occupied entre cour et jardin in the rue d'anjou saint honore one night after she had nursed her baby for ten months gabrielle somewhat disquieted by her little boy's coughing 
went to gaston's chamber to bring him back with her to look at the baby in his cradle and decide whether she had not better send for the doctor she was astonished to find the chamber empty and that her husband had not come in it was a terrible shock and it had been a physical influence upon her she waited till four in the morning leaving the door open between her own room and her husband's running about in her nightdress from the cradle to a window that looked into the courtyard distracted not by common vulgar jealousy but by a vague many-sided anxiety fearing not for her husband's conjugal fidelity but dreading the self-assertion of a weak spirit taking fight without open revolt at four o'clock in the morning gaston came in a little intoxicated by his own gaiety he had spent the night at his club he had played cards he had won he had been to supper he told the truth he was rather proud of it he knelt down before his wife amazed to find her up and in his chamber he was as charming as a child as loving as a lover he wanted to persuade his darling gabrielle that she had not never could have any rival but the queen of clubs gabrielle from the course we have indicated was beginning to be ill and to have a high fever she was afraid of one of those attacks which make nursing mothers crazy she dared not allow herself to be ill she constrained herself to keep calm and told her husband that she had been chiefly frightened lest he should have met with some accident at night in the streets she forgave him at once for playing truant only she was astonished to learn that he was a member of any club a thing which she had always opposed she scolded him for form's sake told him the baby had been sick but hastened to add that she was sure there was not much the matter would not listen to all the fine promises he was ready to offer her but begging him to make haste to go to bed and make up his lost sleep went back into her own room shivering where she could weep in solitude though the baby had a cold the doctor who came the next morning thought it best to wean him his mother being no longer well enough to nurse him unless indeed she preferred to engage a wet nurse gabrielle felt that she could be frightfully jealous of any such person she was afraid too that it might make her angry with her husband who had been its cause so as little roger was a healthy baby and the doctor assured her that to wean him would be quite safe she did so she was seriously ill for three days gaston did not go out of the house during that time it was the greatest proof of attachment that could be expected from him impatience to see her baby who had been installed in a room at some distance from her own made gabrielle resist the temptation of prolonging a convalescence which gave her back her husband at the end of three days she constrained herself to get up again her fever broke the next day and life recommenced but with a wound gaston had no idea that he had anything to do with her illness when he saw his wife looking a little pale but smiling and the baby's cradle carried back into her chamber he went out and ordered a quantity of flowers to fill up all the vases in the salon but as soon as he began to go out again by day he went out also at night 
and a week later gabrielle was certain he had gone back to the club and that he probably was playing high she tried scolding him and he was cross she tried being coquettish and charming but she would not sacrifice roger even for him for a month she led the life of a woman of fashion she took her husband out with her into the gay world but it bored him so horribly and visits of politeness were so often the occasion of his being the reverse of polite that madame de monterey gave up that plan of amusing him above all things she felt that his indolent nature must not be pushed to extremity she must carefully retain in gaston's heart the place that as his little cousin she had held from infancy he had grown used to her she might lose him if she wearied him suppose he ceased to love me she said to herself all would be over had he ever loved her yes as much as he now loved his son but less most certainly than he loved himself gaston was one of those unconscious egotists who fancy they are making great sacrifices for other people when they are not obnoxious to them by their passions or worrying them to their own advantage because he stole away from gabrielle to play cards at the club because he told her fibs as often as possible because though given up to a life of dissipation it was the dissipation only of the card-table and the restaurant because he did not forsake his wife for other women he fancied that he loved her when sometimes some inevitable explanation brought him in conflict with gabrielle's gentle remonstrances he always thought it an irresistible and victorious argument to be able to say well hadn't you rather i should lose a little money at cards than to ruin myself by going after other women gabrielle took good care not to point out to him that it was no more necessary for a man to frequent a club than to spend his time behind the scenes at the opera or in ladies boudoirs she never made any reply to this argument and appeared to agree with him gaston was a reckless card-player and nearly always unlucky gabrielle knew that he was going to ruin but if she trembled at the prospect it was not because of the material loss she was afraid that when he had lost all his fortune not daring to lay his hand on that of his wife or rather not being able to do so he might have recourse to disgraceful expedients Monsieur de monterey when he married his son to his rich ward had insisted on her money being settled on herself this apparently was from delicacy but in reality with the full consent of gabrielle as a precaution thus if gaston ruined himself he would not ruin his wife he had accepted this arrangement which was prompted by his father's mistrust without thinking much about it and even later when he came to think over it he came to the conclusion that it was better for him only the more he impaired his own capital the more it provoked him not to be able to touch that of gabrielle his deceptions became more frequent his lies greater he used to fancy he could hide the embarrassments that became more pressing every day by borrowings and having notes discounted 
which ran him more deeply into debt instead of getting him out of it gabrielle had a secret counsellor an old friend of her father-in-law and guardian a sharer in her anxieties a sort of lay confessor who did not learn all about her from herself but who kept her informed of the financial escapades of her husband one clause in the marriage contract permitted gabrielle to dispose in the event of very pressing circumstances of a large sum of money which in that case was to be placed in her own hands gaston had forgotten this or did not know it he had listened so carelessly to all that lawyer's jargon gabrielle always on the watch for a crisis which would jeopardize the honor of her husband was holding back to save him when it came and whenever she heard of some new disaster would ask anxiously has the time come she knew that she must choose it judiciously for after the money in her own power was gone it would be all over for her and for him his creditors must then do their worst and honour would be sacrificed she could do nothing further and if gaston excited by this help plunged back into the gulf from which he had been rescued he would go down to rise no more gabrielle would then have the misery of not being able to save him and would reproach herself for having helped him to accomplish his ruin such for more than six years had been the life of madame gaston de monterey gabrielle had been married about eight years roger did not console her nothing can console those who have the instinct of a mother when one of their sons goes wrong a great joy cannot be set off against a great disappointment it may exist indeed as a chronic sorrow but the sorrow will run side by side with the happiness the heart will bleed on one side and gain strength and courage on the other the mother devoted herself to the education of her son she was one of those intrepid teachers who for love of their children would learn latin and greek as yet she was only beginning to buy grammars roger was seven he was intelligent he learnt much that no masters can teach unless before or behind their instructions lies the influence of a loving intelligence which prepares the memory by tender associations makes it take in an idea and retain it by the reward of a caress children must love in order to learn and teachers must love in order to teach children roger loved his mother which was but natural but he loved her with a passion extraordinary at his age as if he had divined presaged that some day he would be her consolation and defender mothers often let fall tears that they fancy that they shed in secret on the pillows of their little children they fall like dew upon the baby's head and the baby sleeps on or the mother thinks it sleeps while they are falling has not many an unhappy woman rich and poor been surprised during a long sad night of watching by a mute earnest questioning look from the cradle which seemed to ask her why she shed those tears how often has a betrayed abandoned wife an ill-treated mother 
wiped her eyes quietly and said to herself dear little baby if he could only understand but happily he can't of course he can't but he can see and the impression that his mother is unhappy will come to him later and some day when she is not weeping will revive his memory of the time when she wept over him because she thought he could not understand End of chapter 4